to the Gridiron Show in association with Sports Travel Tour, Sports Travel for Sports Fans. By sports fans, you are listening to me, Will Gavin, and Ollie Hunter through on the other side of the glass as we record a show at like two in the morning and it gets all a little bit silly. But we've got a great guest, Kelvin Beecham, one of the many new signings of the Jacksonville Jaguars, joins us on the phone and weirdly on his Facebook Live. This is the Gridiron Show. Crack straight into Ollie, rather than doing our usual banter and news. Let's, spiel. And our spiel, exactly. Rick, spiel. Rick Spielman. <laughs> uh, let's go straight into our chat with Kelvin Beecham, because basically what we did was recorded that earlier and then did the rest of the show off the back of it. Uh, just Why to pull not? back the curtain and ruin the magic for you. Well done, son. This is Fourth happening a lot later. Yeah. Uh, I'm like the Deadpool of uh, below average podcast hosts. Oh, don't flatter yourself, mate. <laughs> Uh, so, let's go straight to, and I think we should kick off with, oh, you might have already edited it off the front, but our farcical attempts to actually get hold of Kelvin Beecham at the beginning. Hello? Hello, is that Kelvin Beecham? Yes, sir, this is he. Woohoo! Kelvin. Kelvin Beecham! Hello, my friend, how are you? I'm doing well, how you doing? Very well, very well indeed, thank you. Yeah, sorry, the other number you gave us, which I obviously won't repeat just in case we're on Facebook Live right now, uh is saying that it's an incorrect number so but we've got you now that's the main thing so uh delighted to speak to you thank, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to speak to us pal yes sir yes sir thank you great stuff so uh we'll just do a little intro and t- just to give a bit of background to your facebook live friends and uh, we'll we'll go with it so uh joining us on the line now absolutely delighted just f- i think five days ahead of jaguars mini camps getting underway their brand new off-season signing a man that we really enjoyed speaking with over in san francisco and now he's getting to come over and join us in london kelvin beecham of the jacksonville jaguars how are you sir he's disappeared <laughs> has he dropped off yeah <laughs> oh amazing that's so funny <laughs> Did he hang up? He was so angry about the. Uh... Hey, Will, Will, I got you back, man. Look, I know, I, I know, we made the mistake trying to get a hold of you, but there's no need to hang up on us, Kelvin. <laughs> I'm back, man. I'm back. <laughs> Look, I was just saying how you were the new signing for the Jags, and uh, you had uh, obviously we'd really enjoyed chatting to you when we were over in San Francisco, and we're really pleased to be able to have you on again, uh, Kelvin. How are you today, sir? I'm doing well. About yourself? Yeah, very well, thank you. Very well indeed. It's very late here. We're very, we're excited because we're waiting for the uh, waiting for the, uh, the the series in the East to get underway on UK TV here at two a.m. Uh, we want to apologise, of course, to you first of all for the Spurs going out at such an early stage when we thought well, they might go all the way. I mean, who are you telling, man? I, I, I was the same way. Yeah, the same way. I, I, I still can't. I still can't believe it. Hey, but when we see what OKC managed last night against the Warriors, then maybe it's just their year. Hey, it, it may be just their year, man. You know, uh, but I'm not. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to hate on them. I'm not going to be mad at them. It, li- it's just their year. So I like that positivity, Kelvin. I love that positivity. Look, uh, we've got plenty we wanted to chat to you about. But first of all, just just be honest with us. You you met us over at the Super Bowl. You realised how lovely us Brits are, and thought I've got to go and sign for the Jaguars so I can get over to London and see those guys again. 
Hey, so I, I, that, I should be seeing you in London then, correct? Yeah, absolutely. We will be there. We, we yep. maybe not when you land, but certainly we'll aim to be there for. Uh, for, for <laughs> <laughs> well, you're going to be there when they land. <laughs> Just waiting with a sign, <laughs> like ready to cart you off to training. But Kelvin, the uh, <laughs> the facilities when you come over are phenomenal. So we'll definitely be up there getting our free sandwiches and coming to watch you train. I look forward to it. I look forward to it. Great stuff. Uh, how, how quickly after you signed did you realize you were going to have to face JJ Watt twice a year? Um, you know, we, I played him a couple times in Pittsburgh. I played him one time in, in Pittsburgh, but you know, uh, as I play the game, it's the next. It's, it's, it's the, the name was Great Faces. Um, that's the next team on the schedule. Whoever we play, that's who we play. I go out and I try to uh, prevent whoever I'm blocking to 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 get hits on the quarterback. And that, don't, that doesn't matter who it is, where they're from, what team they play for. My goal is to make sure that my quarterbacks. Um, jersey is clean when he hangs it up at the end of the game and that's that's what I'm trying to accomplish love that well we'll get on to all of that in a short while but first of all Kelvin uh, I noticing I've been following you on Twitter uh, obviously people can go and do the same at uh, Kelvin Beecham uh, Jr and J- uh, JR rather than Jr is the full word and uh, you've been doing a lot of tweeting about your camp coming up hashtag Mexia hashtag the Beecham camp loads of big names involved Jeff Allen Mike Adams and Will Allen your old friends from Pittsburgh Jeremy Parnell and Devon House your new friends in Jacksonville. Tell us a little bit about what you guys are doing and what you're hoping to achieve and, and what you're spending the off-season doing. So what we're looking to achieve is, is I come from a very, very small town. It's about 7,500 people. Um, and, you know, it's bringing something back home. Um, and I've, I've gone to some great relationships over the years. These guys are volunteering their time, coming down on their own dime. Um, and coming to help me and, and to, 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 to help me make this camp um, something special uh, for, for the people in Mahaya. So, you know, got about 20 guys that are, are coming down, uh, about 15 current, about five former um, Super Bowl champions, uh, some um, pro bowlers, uh, a number of them just, you know, having, having a great time coming down to support me. And then during this offseason, man, just really just getting my body right getting ready to go play, uh, you know, 19 games, 20 games, however many games we need to play to win a Super Bowl. Um, you know, that's that's my goal, and that's what I'm trying to accomplish here. Um, and I'm trying to, trying to be a team player. So, man, just put myself and my body in the best position to do so. Love that. Absolutely love that. In terms of the camp, we, we get uh, every year, and it's a guy who you're going to be seeing over in London, but Andrew Luck comes over and uh, yeah. and runs some camps over here in the UK. He his father coached in the uh, European NFL League when that existed, so he has a big connection here, big soccer fan. And for us, it's amazing to see how it engages young people in a sport, which obviously we don't get fed from a very young age. But what's it like for the guys in, in Maya, where, you, where you're from, and what's the reaction like from the kids there when you run these sorts of camps? Well, you know, I think the reaction is, man, these guys, you know, came from, you know, came from towns just like we came from towns, you know. They came from a humble beginning. You know, they were smaller than, 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 you know, their counterparts. They all have stories. They all have unique experiences. And then they love people. You know, and when you love people, it, it's, it's, it's exuberant. People can see it. It's real. It's genuine. It's authentic. And that's what, you know, these kids are able to see. You know, sometimes they think of players as not being able to be touched. But some of the guys that I bring down are guys that, you know, they just want to just have fun, you know, and, they, and, they're, and they're personable 
um, and they just you know just want to have fun, which is great. Kelvin, how important is it for you to give back in this way, and um, how important is it for some of those guys that perhaps don't know how to do it to get involved with you as well in giving back to the community? Um, you know, I think it's very important to give back. You know, I've been blessed and I've been fortunate to, to come from Mahia to go to Southern Methodist University um, and play there. Um, and then, you know, now, you know, in the National Football League, play with the Steelers and now with the Jaguars, I've been blessed. So why not find a way to give back? And then the people that I associate with, they give back. You know, they give back in their own their own way. So, um, you know, that's, that's what it's all about. It's all about relationships. And when you have, and you, and when you're good to people, good people are good to you. And you know, I, I was raised to, to to be good to people and, and to and and to serve people. And now, you know, they're, you know, giving it back, and they're giving it back with their time. Um, and like I said, a number of these guys are, are, are not guys that I just called up. Hey, come down to my account. These are guys that I've maintained relationships with over the years, um, whether in college, whether in the pros, whether when I was a little kid. I got some people that. I knew growing up um, that are coming to this camp, you know. So it, it's bigger than just giving back one time, but this is something that a lot of players do. Some people don't get recognized for it. I'm happy that you all chose to, you know, uh, you know, put me on, on a platform to be able to talk about the camp. But a, lot of, a number of guys do these types of things. And really, it's just giving these kids the opportunity to see, you know, players are just like them. You know, some of, <laughs> I, it's been times with some of the DBs that I have at this camp or smaller than some of the offensive linemen that I have at this camp, you know. So I mean, size is not everything for sure. But I think that's an interesting point you raise because certainly, Thankfully, anyway, for you, <laughs> certainly for you, you know, you mentioned you come from a small town, a smaller school. You went to Southern Methodist. Uh, you drafted quite late on. I think you were probably only six or seven picks away from being the dreaded Mr. Irrelevant. And yet you were, yep. you got into the league, you established yourself as a starter in Pittsburgh, you get this contract in Jacksonville. You know, that story's a story that surely it's great for these guys to hear, knowing that someone who, that you don't have to be someone who goes to a top level college you you don't have to there are certain traits which you can have which will help you establish yourself in this league beyond that and that's very true and and, and, a, and a number of these guys that i have you know were not those highly touted individuals you know i got it's a couple of them you know um you know uh pouncy you know who was drafted early but you got a number of guys you know tony brackens who was who was drafted somewhat early uh, but you got a number of guys that came in on the low road. You know, myself, Ramon Foster, um, uh, Charles Davis, uh, uh, Devon, uh, Devon, I don't, Devon, I don't know where he was drafted. I don't know if it was mid-round or early round. Um, Sterling Moore, uh, Aldrick Robertson, uh, Chris Banjo was a free agent. I mean, you got a number of guys that, 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 that come from, you know, they didn't get drafted. They, get, they didn't get those looks. They bounced around the league for a little bit. Jeremy Parnell was undrafted, bounced around. For a little bit now, he's the, he's the you know freaking starting right tackle for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So man, it's it's a it's a number of ways where kids can get excited and be motivated about the opportunities that they have here. Phenomenal. If people are listening, because we know people listen to our show both sides of the pond, where can they find out about your camp? What uh, you know, get promote it, get involved, etc. Um, if you want to follow me uh, or, or, or retweet what I'm doing on, on Twitter. Uh, Twitter handle is Kelvin Beecham Jr., if I'm not mistaken, on Twitter. Uh, Kelvin Beecham on Facebook and Kelvin.Beecham.Jr. on uh, Instagram. I'm on all forms of social media. 
Um, yeah, blue tick. You know, hit, me, hit, hit, hit me up. <laughs> I talk to you. You know, Ollie's you checking know. that you're verified. He's yeah. just making sure yeah, that you are who you are, <laughs> oh, yeah, Kelvin. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm verified. <laughs> I can I can uh, definitely say that you are Kelvin Beecham. And I've just followed you. There we go. Brilliant. Uh, you weren't following. That is disgraceful. Look, I can't follow everyone. Look how sharp he looks in the suit as well. Stunning stuff. He looks wonderful. <laughs> wonderful stuff. Kevin, let's talk about the, uh, the the move to Jacksonville then, because obviously when we spoke uh, back at the Super Bowl, you were talking about whether or not you might stick around in Pittsburgh. You're recovering from the the injury, and, and you talked about your relationship with Ramon as well, who's a guy that we got to meet when he came over. So what was it that eventually after all of that brought you to Jacksonville you know what did the coaches and the front office say to you there that made you think this is a situation that you wanted to be involved in because certainly there weren't a lot of linemen in free agency this year and you were one of the highly touted people who are out there and available well you know the thing that that really kind of brought me here was the fact that they had a plan and they told me the plan and they said Kelvin this is where you fit in the plan and this is how you can be a contributor to the success of this organization and the history of this organization. And for me, that was big. Um, The fact that they trusted me to bring me in, the fact that they believed in me to bring me in, the fact that they didn't hold, you know, my injury against me, not saying that others did, but the fact that they believed that I could come off this injury and be the player that they know I could be plus more. Um, And for me, I've been heartened by this whole process, you know, so, uh, you know, they believed in me, they, they, they trusted me, you know, they welcomed me here. Uh, they, and, they, and they're giving me all the resources to continue the recovery process, um, which has been phenomenal. So for me, it, it, it was it was a no-brainer. Um, and then the fact, you know, the money situation came into play where, you know, a substantial amount of money was put on the table compared to others. Um, and not just money, but guaranteed money, money that I know that I would get in my pocket. Uh, my agent, Roosevelt Barnes, did a phenomenal job. Um, you know, negotiating between the, the, the teams that, that were interested and had offers on the table. Um, and it was just, it was better suited for my family. Hey, I like generation. I like your honesty as well, Kelvin, because a lot of people will dismiss the money. But, you know, particularly as a guy who's coming back off an injury, who's coming that late round, you've, you've, uh, NFL careers can be short. You mm. deserve to get paid. Yeah, right, you had a great man. time in Pittsburgh. That, that's great. Yeah, I love right. that. Man, it, it's, that's, that's real, man. I can't be fake about this thing, man. You know, uh, I got a family to feed. I got mouths to feed. I got a daughter. I got a wife. You know, my wife is finishing up school. You know, we want to do some things for our generation, not only for, you know, myself and my daughter, but possibly for my parents, my grandparents, and then moving forward for my grandkids and my great-grandkids. And the only way to do that is to maximize the times you have within the short window. And I think a lot of fans don't really realize that is guys only have a very, very short amount of time to play, very, very short amount of time to play. Um, the average, you know, life expectancy of, of a player is, you know, I think two and a half, three years. You know, if you make if you make it to ten years, you're a dinosaur in, in some instances. You know? <laughs> and and you know, it could Paul, be it could Paul be Paul Ferguson. <laughs> That's who I was thinking of. Oh, right. So I mean, Too you know, when you, when you start getting, you know, when you start getting old, I, and Debrickishaw is a great guy, man. You know, great offensive lineman guy that really set the torch for for left tackles in this league. If I, you know, in my in my in my situation, but. You know, you realize this is a short time, so you have to maximize it for your family. No you doubt. Know, this game, you're going to play this game. You're going you're gonna to love this game. You're going to love it. You know, you're going to have injuries. You're going to have things that happen. You're going to bleed, sweat, tears the whole night. But at the end of the day, what is, you know, football is football. Your family is going to be with you forever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, for me, I have to look at it from from a long-term standpoint and a short-term standpoint. It was hard. 
you know, telling Kevin Colbert and Coach Tomlin and, and Marquise Pounce and Ramon and Coach Munchak and Gilbert and DeCastro and Mike and, you know, all Cam Hayward, all those guys that I was real close with, even some of the tra- the staff there, you know, Guimont and, and, and Sell and John Norway, the training staff there. It was hard telling them, that, hey, I, I'm, I'm making this decision. You know, it, it, it wasn't easy saying that, but I had to do something for my family. And, and for me, you know, and my priorities is God, his family, and his football. And it, and it has to work in that order. Um, and if it's not in that order, then, then, you know, I can't thrive the way I need to thrive. And, and in terms of, you mentioned the plan there. I'm, I'm intrigued as to how much football you've actually talked with these guys, with Greg Olson, with the line coaches there. Because obviously they've, they have spent high picks on the line recently. AJ Can in the third round last year, Luke Jokel a couple of years ago, right at the top of the draft. Mm. Is this a, a straight battle with you and Luke? Do you know? Do they, do you know if they're planning to move the line around a bit and try something out? I mean, I know you can't give away too many trade secrets, but just what have they indicated to you as their plan for that line? Well, you know, I, I can't really speak to the, the plan for the entire line. You know, I can speak for myself. You know, I'm coming in here to, to play left tackle. Uh, I'm training to play left tackle. Uh, I'm rehabbing and doing everything mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually to play left tackle and play it for a number of years and a number of games this year. Um, and my blinders are on my goal. You know, and I can't, you know, my thing is I, to, to, to be the best person for this team, I have to be the healthiest that I can be. Um, and the healthiest I can be is is fully healthy and fully ready and ready to go and do what, what I need to do. Um, and, you know, I can't really worry about other people right now. I have to take care of myself and take care of my body um, and put myself in the best position to go and compete. You know, you got to compete at this level regardless of what position you play, where you play at, where you're drafted. If you got paid, didn't get paid, you still got to go compete. Nothing is given to you. So I realized that I have to go compete, but – my thing is, is hey, Kelvin, you're, you're coming in here to play left tackle for the Jacksonville Jaguars, and that's the end of the story. And come the first day of training camp, when you when you rock up in there and uh, you see some of the guys you're going to line up against, uh, you know, a, a right defensive end, Dante Fowler's coming back off of, off an injury. Miles Jacks, you know, second-round uh, draft pick, he, he may very well be coming towards you. You've got Malik Jackson just the other side of the line. All new guys like yourself coming into Jacksonville. Uh, that's got to be kind of exciting to be able to test yourself against those guys as well. Um, it's going to be very exciting. You know, when when we drafted Miles Jack, man, I was elated. I'm like, man, I got a lot of stuff to play with during training camp. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that will only make you better. That's all it's going to do. That's all it's going to do. That's all it's going to do is make you better. You know, you look at Dante Fowler, uh, haven't seen him, you know, uh, rush. You know, I know he's coming off the ACL, but you know that he's going to be um, – you know, well equipped to 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 do everything, um, you know that he needs to do to to perform. Miles Jack is coming off the injury. I mean, uh, Miles, you know, he he had a look issues that were going on in college. Uh, looking forward to going up against him, and then you know, with games and things that happen, you know, along the the defensive line, you know, you'll see uh, uh, Jackson at some point in time. So, you know, <laughs> it's, it's it's one of those things where you know it just makes training camp fun. You know, it'll be physical. You know, it'll be heated and competitive and and you know uh it may it may be a little fight here and there but uh that's part of growing together as a family have you managed to spend much time or speak with blake yet um we've, we've kind of talked in passing you know hearing meetings and things of that nature but we'll 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 you know get together on a, on a more informal well more formal level as, as we get into to otas and training camp and things of that nature where we have more time but you know like i said really man i'm just, i i I've, people see me in here rehabbing. I'm in here, 
first thing in the morning, man, and trying to stay as late as I can to get as much work as I can in as they as they would allow to make sure that I'm getting this knee and this body uh, ready to do the work that it needs to do. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. But it, it just intrigues me that you've gone from uh, Ben, who obviously big guy, good arm, sometimes can hold on to the ball for quite a while, and to Blake, who a lot of people are making that comparison, that he can take a hit well, that he sometimes holds on to the ball, uh, that he's got the big arm. And it's, it feels like almost for you it's going to be a nice, easy transition between the two. But uh, when you're coming from what you did in Pittsburgh and coming into Jacksonville, how much do you think you'll bring into as and when you are training with the team and saying to them, look, this is how we would have done it with Ben, this is what the difference would be, and maybe you can help improve Blake as a player as well as he can help you guys improve as a line? Well, you know, the thing is, first of all, I mean, I think the big thing is that there are two different quarterbacks. They have their own unique qualities. Um, I know there are similarities, but, you know, Ben is Ben and Blake is Blake, you know. Um, and I'm not coming in here to tell him how Ben did his things, <laughs> you know. That, that, would, that would be somewhat disrespectful, I think. But as I build a relationship, you know, there will be things that I may hint at that, you know, could help him. Um, and I'm not, you know, and it's not telling him how to throw throw the ball, but it may be looking at, you know, a particular protection or looking at how, uh, you know, audible that he can put, put his line in based off the, the system that we have here that could, you know, put himself in a better position. Um, you know, to be protected. Um, and those things will happen as time goes. It's not, hey, I come in here, I got all these all these ideas about what we did back there, and now we got to do them here. No, it's learn this system, learn how to work within the system, learn how the quarterback operates within the system, and then learn how I operate within the system. And then as the season progresses and we have game plan type things that are happening, you know, able to have that type of conversation. I know at the top you spoke about uh, been very impressed with uh, the guys who, who laid out a plan for you, for the team. How impressed have you been uh, with Gus Bradley? And have you spoken to him much uh, about this upcoming season, for not just for yourself, but for the team as well? Just to pre- preface this, we love Coach oh, yeah, yeah, Gus yeah, yeah. over here. Yeah, so big, make big sure, fan. Make sure you answer <laughs> on the right side of the dice on this one, Kel. Hey, Gus is absolutely amazing. Uh, one of the best, best fiery coaches that I've been around, man, has a ton of fun. Um, and you love him, man. You love him for, for what he is and what he stands for. So it's been pretty cool getting to know him, getting to know the, the people here. So uh, it's, been, it's, been extremely, it's been extremely pleasant, I, I can say the least, <laughs> uh, people that I've, that I've met here in Jacksonville so far. Great stuff. So the, I guess the final thing has to be then that they've invested in yourself. They brought in Chris Ivory to help with TJ Yeldon. They've gone out and made all those high picks on the defense, those big free agents in Tashawn Gibson and, and Malik Jackson. And, and they, they've, it looks like Jacksonville have looked at every area they needed to improve and gone out and got better players at those positions. So where is the blue sky thinking with this team this year? Where can they see themselves going? Because we're desperate to see some playoff football in Jacksonville for the team that we've taken so much to our heart in London. Well, I think the biggest thing is, you know, we got to win our division. You know, I think that's where you start at. So, you know, I think one of our goals is, you know, and, and, and Coach Bradley, you know, has, has started laying out some things, but, you know, hasn't spoken of this thing just yet, probably will as we get into training camp, but... um you know, it's the win our division, win the AFC South, you know. And then you win the AFC South, and then you go in and make some noise in the playoffs. Make some noise in the playoffs, and, you you know, all you got to do is get to the tournament. And once you get to the tournament, anything can happen, you know. 
Look, it's been a real pleasure catching up with you, Kelvin. Uh, one of our favourites when we were at the Super Bowl, and that's only been uh, that's only been built up even more today with our chat. So uh, great stuff. Do go and check Kelvin out on social media at Kelvin Beecham Junior for Twitter, and he gave you the rest of them. I think it was Kelvin Junior on Instagram. He's on Facebook as well. All the great work he's doing with his camp and all those other pros that are involved in that. And Kelvin, we are really excited to have you over in London to face the Colts' big divisional matchup as well later this year uh, genuinely so excited for that and hopefully you can do what the uh, the Jags did to the Colts in the latter half of last season and uh, and put a 50-burger on them hey that, that, that's the goal man but y'all keep me in mind <laughs> we'll have to get on anytime during the season man I tell you hey look great fun Kelvin have a great one yes sir for sure thank you much cheers Kelvin what a guy Love what him. a guy wow Wow, how cool is that? He's yeah, uh, so good fun. We had really good fun with him at the uh, at the Super Bowl as well. Had a bit of fun with him about the uh, about. I I kind of wanted to push him on the big Ben Blake Bortles stuff because at the Super Bowl I was like, do you ever sometimes think just Ben, just throw the ball quicker, man? Just get it out. Just come on. We've got like four or five of the best receivers and tight end receiving tight end and and yeah, Le'Veon Bell and just those options are there. Just throw the ball, man. Yeah, like ben... I've got to defend these guys for five or six seconds, not. Two or three. Like, if I was defending Tom Brady, I basically don't have a job. Like, if you're an offensive lineman for Tom Brady, you just don't have to do anything. You just kind of touch the defender. Oh, it's all right. He's throwing the ball now. In and See out. See you later. But Ben, <laughs> he's one of those where he takes so many hits, doesn't he? And he still manages to avert being brought down. And that's, I think that's why he's had so many uh, injuries recently, because he is taking that little bit longer. Uh, I think the comparisons there, a great question, that, by the way, about Blake Bortles. <laughs> uh, Ollie may have suggested that question in the office beforehand. I don't know if you can tell from his angry and slightly frustrated tone, but 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 I think the comparisons are there, and I think with Blake's development over the next year, year or two, with that line getting better, I think we can see maybe similar things. I don't want to say he's going to be as a Super Bowl winner just yet, but. I'm really excited about that. And just talking to him and all of the philanthropic stuff that he does as well, I th- that was great. That was great. Should we just roll on the show from here? Let's do that. Let's roll let's on the show. Well, like, let's pull back the curtain. We started off with that interview. We'll do a little intro at the top as well. But but let's go on and let's do some news and what we uh, were going to do today. I don't know. How long was that? How long were we on the phone with him for? It felt like a good long time. Uh, 20, 22 minutes. Good stuff. Yeah. Good That's stuff. Show. Sh- shall we just? <laughs> Should we just leave it there? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we did say we'll only do a twenty-minute show today. Lazy. Um, that would be lazy. I, I, Ollie, so how are you, mate? Uh, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm great. Having a having good fun. We, uh, you and I, bonded <laughs> in a way. <laughs> Basically, we're working in the same place at the moment, oh, and God. Uh, I, I suppose we've been. In each other's company for about. Since, <laughs> We've been in more than each other's yeah. company, my well, friend. Well, the thing is, you had something in your teeth, and <laughs> I didn't mention it, and then it got to the point where I had to mention it, and it was. There above... were other people in the office. You've got to mention it, man. Always. Well, there weren't that many other people, and it was in a discreet place, and you couldn't get it. So, just weirdly, <laughs> I couldn't figure out where it was. That was the main you couldn't thing. Figure out your where description it was. wasn't great. And then I was like, "Well, it's just there," and I pointed to it, and then I went into your mouth. And said it's on this tooth, and you got it, and then you went, oh, that was uh, that was gross talking about whatever it was that was in your teeth, and then I realised I just put my hand in your mouth. You fully put your finger. It was right in your in mouth. In my man. mouth. It was weird. It was weird. Uh, 
I don't know what's happened. <laughs> yeah, one of the one of the more interesting things that's happened in the last couple of days. Uh, should we talk about uh, Should we talk about some of the big news stories around? And then we were going to do some beer bets. I don't know if anyone else has tweeted any more in, considering we decided to record this podcast at about quarter past uh, midnight. So we put a tweet out, but. Lord knows if anyone got back to us. Uh, we'll obviously talk about the Jags in some more depth at, at some point because, you know, it's a franchise we love and we love what they're doing. Um, but, yeah, uh, the, the most important piece of news. You know we did favourite pieces of news. Uh, I have a new favourite piece of news. And I think I know where the Gridiron Tour is going to be going in 2017. Of course, you should check out the 2016 tour at sportstraveltours.com, gridiron-magazine.com, uh, sportstraveltours.com. Don't forget, you can get 15% off, 10% for using the code gridiron16 and an extra 5% for booking online and through the website. Now, that's right, isn't it? There's something like that going on. Ollie is absolutely shattered, bless him. Um, uh, but we've got to go to Atlanta next year. Oh, yeah, Why? Because the bla- the bland new the uh, brand new the old one was bland because it was a dome and they piped fan noise in there. The Japanese uh, will gather. <laughs> no, Ollie. The, the brand new Atlanta Falcon Stadium has promised a new stadium, revolutionising guest experience. They released the price list for their for, for their concessions today. Uh, okay. When we're talking concessions, are we talking things like students, OAPs, or no, we're talking the American the food? concessions? Food, right? Non-alcoholic drinks, hot dogs, pretzels, and popcorn. Okay, new stadium. Uh, I'd say for a Coke, we're talking eight dollars, eight bucks. Yeah, in Wembley, you'd pay at least a fiver. Yeah, yeah, two dollars. Say, say what? Peanuts, peanuts. <laughs> bringing that back. <laughs> peanuts, pizza, nachos, and waffle fries, three dollars, and a twelve-ounce domestic beer. A wholly manageable five dollars. Holy moly! We are going to go to Atlanta, and we're going to get wasted. Uh, Do we have to talk about Jared Hain? Uh, It's gone. The Hain plane is uh, departed. Will never be seen again. Yeah, it's flown over the NFL Bermuda Triangle and landed in Fiji, um, and is uh, where is the Bermuda Triangle? Near Bermuda, I imagine. Oh my god. My, right, as we've established, one of the worst you've ever as we've established, oh, my geography and flag knowledge is absolutely dreadful. Eurovision this week was not a high point for me. Uh, I have no idea what's going on. Although Ollie did earlier describe the Norwegian flag as their logo, uh, <laughs> so I really did. Yeah, I really did. You know, it's not. I'm not the worst. <laughs> Where is, is Bermuda? Is it a, a, Car- a Caribbean island? It's, it's not really. It's um, Cuba it's, area. It's a. If you go sort of west, uh, sorry, east from Norfolk, Virginia, it's... it's <laughs> if you go east from Norfolk? Norfolk, Virginia. So towards Norway? No, Norfolk, Virginia. <laughs> I thought you were the Norfolk, Virginia. You're the Norfolk, hey Virginia. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, so the 49ers, he's gone to play for Fiji in the Rugby Sevens, maybe, if they accept him. That is it. Uh, uh, ciao, Jared. Um, it was... You know, you're all right, I guess, but not great. And that's why... Was, do you think he was pushed? Sorry, he left before he was pushed? Yeah, I think jump before pushed is the feeling. I mean, the the uh, they had... That's the phrase. They, yeah. got really, <laughs> they got really good production out of Sean Drone, actually, considering how terrible the line was, considering Blaine Gabbert was the quarterback. He actually had a really reasonable last six, seven games of the season. Carlos Hyde... You know, he never looked right after coming back after that foot fracture, and we'll talk foot fractures in a minute, but he never looked right coming back. He tried to push off, and occasionally he just collapsed to the floor in pain. He was, I think 
it was a case of with the, how badly that season was going, mm. Carlos Hyde should have essentially been redshirted. I don't know why he was brought back. So with further surgery and another full off season to work on that, I think Carlos Hyde will finally be able to show some of that explosiveness. They drafted like 85 billion linemen. So at least five of them have to be okay, right? So let's just run the ball a lot with those two. Jared Hayne, not really a role yeah. in that. Yeah. We're and, never going to um, have to punt because we're going to be converting every single thing into... No, that doesn't work because he accepts the punts. Doesn't work on the punt coverage team, does he? I was wrong. Yeah, I'm just going to shut up. He keeps dropping the punts. Yeah, he did keep dropping <laughs> the punts, didn't he? Uh, the Rams have signed Dominic Easley to a new one-year contract. The former New England Patriots mm. first-round pick uh, went and he was... It was rumoured he was going to work out with them tomorrow. And then before he even got the chance to work out with them, oh, it was announced they'd God. signed him. So the Rams' defence is going to get even better. Well, it, yeah. I mean, if Dominic Easley is any good. Uh, the, the problem is, I don't... The Patriots, I don't feel like they would have cut him for no reason whatsoever. It's not really a very particularly Patriotsy move. Um, they do now have five first-round picks on their defensive line. Mm. Aaron Donald, Michael Brockers, Robert Quinn, Quinton Copels, and Dominic Easley. So they're changing the way that defensive lines will play, going five up the f- up top. <laughs> is that what, is That's that old what school. you're saying? Old yeah. school. Yeah. Well, they, they could play like a, it'd be like a 3-4, but where your outside linebackers are actually also defensive ends, not outside linebackers. So football-wise, it's like reverse wingbacks. <laughs> Inverse wingbacks. Yeah, yeah. Wimbacks <laughs> <laughs> struggle with that more than Wookiee won't just So yeah, the Rams D's gonna get ridiculous. Hey, guess what? What? Well, Exciting quarterback news. The San Diego Chargers have claimed Zach Mettenberger, who was cut by the Titans yesterday, off waivers. The long term replacement for Phil Rivers is in place. Wow. I mean I would be playing multiple amounts of uh, drops right now but uh, we have a problem here oh really yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was wondering but i was just gonna let it happen yeah. uh, <laughs> good <laughs> like the way, we have a problem here it's <laughs> it's like do you remember in uh, pulp fiction when they open uh, the suitcase and, and it's, it's just it's just gold yeah yeah and you don't know what's in it it's called a, a, a macguffin yeah that's it we've got a macguffin here there's a macguffin going on is it MacGuffin? There's the plenty guy? of MacGuffin going on this side of the glass as well, <laughs> trust me. Oh, oh dear. Can you just push up Studio 6 and make sure there's still output going out? By oh, the way? yeah, just a sec. So, here we Perfect. go. Uh, carry on. Um, amazingly, <laughs> talking about the Chargers, Brandon Meebane <laughs> has said that... Oh, excuse me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a very high-pitched... Uh, MacGuffin? Brandon Meebane. It's Kelvin Beecham DMing me, because we're best friends now. Uh, if possible, could you send the link to that video? It's not a video, mate, but we'll send you the link to the audio. Absolutely. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> uh, interview, I mean. Oh, he said interview, I mean. Thanks for having me on. It's, what a lovely man. What a lovely, lovely man. I hope he doesn't hear this bit that you just said. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what happens. Uh, Brandon Meebane says that the Chargers... He's just joined the Chargers from the Seattle Seahawks, as sure, you, I'm sure. sure, remember and are fully aware. Uh-huh. Has said they have more talent on their defence than the Seattle Seahawks. Is that... You sure is... you've not got any drops? You can't do just like a little... No. Pretty much say what? Say what? Where's that crazy Jags lady? Nothing works. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I really wanted to hear the crazy Jags lady. <laughs> do the impression and stare at me while you do it. Stare me in the eyes, touch my mouth again, and do the impression. (laughs) 
<laughs> Never record a podcast at one thirty in the morning. Uh, Sam Bradford has suddenly changed his tune. He said after the trade, he just needed... After the trade fell through to the Denver Broncos, he just needed some time. Just needed to chill out. <laughs> he said that he admits that he understands... And he's not naive that it will be Wentz's team in the long run, despite Doug Peterson. Well, he said he's my guy. Saying, he's my guy, the number one guy at quarterback. Hey, guy you, at quarterback. <laughs> he says he understands that will remain the case as he wins games this season, but he's not completely naive to the fact that it'll be Wentz's team at some point in the future. Well wow. done. Sam, well done. you almost sound like a, a big man. Sam... You made $50 million guaranteed with your first <laughs> contract. Just stop moaning, man. Yeah, $36 million over two years is not a small amount of money, Sam! Just, you know, if it happens, Prove it yourself, happens. Prove yourself. Play really well over these next two years. Stop being a little bitch about it, man. then probably get traded to the 49ers for way too many picks and then go terrible again. Because that's the way my franchise is going. That's exactly the way your franchise is going. Uh, and talking about Bradford, despite the fact that Michael Bennett is having a second holdout in as many years, that didn't, uh, that didn't stop him from slagging off Sam Bradford. Uh, he went on 710 ESPN in Seattle on Tuesday and said, I listened to Sam Bradford again. I just almost threw up. I can't believe Sam Bradford is complaining about making $40 million in the next two years and because he actually has to compete for a position. Michael Bennett, you're complaining about making $32 million over the next four years. That's not enough money. I need more money. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Listen, we've just spoken to a lovely man in Kelvin Beecham who said, look, he's got a family to provide for. You are right. You are and right. And he is just doing what I he have, needs to do to get paid. It's a short career. I have and found this whole thing about... You're slagging everybody yeah, else for, for doing that. I'm a terrible human being. You're an absolute being. disgrace. I am a terrible human being. Uh, I, I agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just put that Studio 6 up again. Um, Let us... Uh, good. Uh, we can you keep it on prefade and just listen out to make sure that uh, the bit after the ads plays because we're only going to be here for like ten more minutes, right? But it's so loud in my ear. <laughs> just take the can slightly off your ear. Yeah, Surely then... it's only a left-right situation. <laughs> That's so loud. <laughs> so loud. <laughs> What's coming out? Is the European Tour Race to Dubai show? Fine, sorted. You should listen to TalkSport too late at night because there's some really great stuff on. Just had the all-ass. Paolo Bandini was in... Paolo Bandini was here an hour ago. Nat Coombs was here an hour ago. Why on earth aren't they sitting here with us and chatting about the NFL? Because they actually don't like us. Because <laughs> they've got families. <laughs> yeah, the families, <laughs> lives. You have a family. I don't. I have a wife yeah, who is true. asleep in bed and does not know what we're doing at this point. We could be doing anything. Uh, like putting <laughs> no more fingers in mouth talk <laughs> it's not uh, the, how is this not talking about it i don't understand uh, so yeah i'm a terrible human being but the thing i don't understand about this holdout talk is that a lot of it's been about how players understand why players hold out so they don't hold it against them so sam bradford won't get a cold reception in philadelphia from certainly at least the, he'll obviously get one from the fans because the fans will boo anything mm. and anyone but he won't get a cold reception from the players because they understand a holdout. But I don't understand why they would like this holdout. I get why they understand a financial holdout. They all want to get paid. They all understand the front office role, yada, yada, yada. But if a guy is earning 26 million guaranteed, 36 million in, uh, in extras, then surely he's already being paid and he's just not turning up because he doesn't want to work hard. Do you know, that's a good point. It's a Pierre Van Hooydonk uh, situation. As in he's got a pineapple on his head, Pierre Van Hooydonk. No, that was Jason Lee. 
<laughs> what was Pierre Van Hoydonk had a song that was uh, similar? I don't know, but there are in so many ways that is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> they used to take the piss out of Pierre Van Hoydonk on that show, and I think I've mixed it up with a different part of that show. That was Jason Lee, you're yeah, right. But... Former Forest. Wow. Striker? I mean, yeah, Pierre Van Hoydonk <laughs> did play for the, the Nottingham Forests, but uh, wow. We did that quiz the other day on Sporkle of the football teams in the uh, English top divisions, in the professional divisions, uh, which have a unique surname. So like Aston Villa, Tottenham Hotspur. Mm -hmm. We got 13 out of 14. The one we didn't get was Crystal Palace. How disgraceful is that? Uh, Because that's wrong. It's a sports radio station. How did we get that wrong? That's wrong. What do you mean it's wrong? Because Crystal Palace is the name of the place. And I think, well, yeah, maybe. Maybe you're right. That's wrong. Because it's the name of the place. Yeah, because the place isn't called Crystal. Yes, we weren't wrong. Yes, Ollie. I feel less shamed now. Crew Alexandra took us too long to get. I love Dario Grady. Who doesn't love Dario Grady? Do you know what annoys me? People calling him Alexandra Mitrovic. When it's obviously Alexandre Mitrovic. Just pop that Studio 6 up again. (laughs) <laughs> anytime you say anything i don't like i'm it's just gonna need to do that fine working. uh the bills good good that's you've now got to actually go away and get that and make it into a drop well done you've <laughs> I made can't believe you've we've made, never thought you've made you've made, you've made more work for yourself uh what have, why have we never thought of that before because I, I, I hated the bill yeah it wasn't great uh so the Buffalo Bills are not having a great time of things. Not only do they have to put up with the fact that they've got the Ryan brothers at the head of their organisation, but Sammy Watkins has suffered a broken small bone in his foot, had to have a screw inserted, Metatarsal. and they are hopeful. It doesn't specify the specific foot bone, but I imagine it could be the metatarsal. Uh, they think Should he'll we... be available for training camp. Similar situation to the one facing Julian Edelman in new england uh-huh. but if sammy watkins is missing from that uh from that bill starting lineup okay they're gonna be running the ball a lot they've got a great offensive line it's the first time this was a great stat i actually heard this on around the nfl so shout out to them um it's the first time that all five starting linemen uh the same from season to season for the buffalo bills for 20 years 20 years that's ridiculous that really is something, yeah. Considering that's a place that you really want to have consistency. So they've got that, and they've obviously got Shady McCoy, Carlos Williams. I mean, he scored in like uh, the first nine appearances in the NFL. He scored in all of them. So they've got offensive weapons. But if they're missing Sammy Watkins from that wide receiving group, it gets pretty thin uh, let pretty me run you through quickly. It. It's, it's Robert Woods, Greg Salas, Marquise Goodwin. I mean... Wow, uh, Colby Listenby, which is uh, <laughs> one of their uh, one of the guys that they drafted. I think six- that sounds like a player that's been created on Football Manager when yeah. you've got to like the year twenty forty five. Really does. Colby Listenby, left back for Barnsley. Marcus Easley. They, they are weak there. Uh, when you add into that that their main wide, uh, the main tight end is Charles Clay. Yeah, I like they, Charles Clay. They're going to be running it a lot. <laughs> Go get running backs in your. Uh, They've also got drafts. another huge problem as well. I saw a picture of uh, Rex Ryan with Donald Trump. Yeah, oh, when he introduced him on stage uh, in Buffalo. Well, there we go. That is, and Donald Trump, uh, who also supports Tom Brady. I, I must uh, a bit of a shout out that I read an article uh, on in the Guardian about um, how 
the U.S. and the NFL likes, or so, so not the U.S., but the NFL, certain parts of it really, really uh, like Donald Trump. And I think it's v- very, very scary. It, there, there's some great comparisons in it. I'm very tired at the moment, so I can't really recall it all. I just implore you to go out and read it. The, the Guardian, Donald Trump, NFL, uh, you'll find it. It's very interesting. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, And things didn't get any better for them because Shaq Lawson is also headed to the operating table. Uh, It was announced on Monday that the 19th overall pick will undergo surgery on his right shoulder uh, today, yesterday. Is it Wednesday now? I don't know anymore. Uh, Crapsheet reported that Lawson will likely (laughs) begin training camp on the physically unable to perform list. It's possible he will remain with that designation to start the regular season, a move that could cost him nearly half of his rookie year now they knew when they took him that he'd had injury issues Mm. but they are we talked about how thin they are at wide receiver for a team that have prided themselves proud pride prided have had pride in their front seven for so long they're starting to look weak (laughs) you know edit that nope they're starting to look pretty weak at pass rush and they could really have done with Shaq lawson and he's now maybe going to be out till week nine, ten. It's not a good situation for the Bills. Uh, let's love at Marcel Darius, though, and he is an unbelievable player. But Adolphus Washington is currently projected to start, and they only picked him up in the third round of this year's draft. Big fan of Jerry Hughes. Uh, they're probably going to be starting uh, Reggie, Reggie? Reggie Ragland. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be my new rookie wide receiver. I can feel it already. Reggie Ragland. Reggie Ragland uh, at Will, linebacker. So it's not, not the good situation. No, that, that isn't good. Uh, talking but I of- love their corners. Uh, yeah, uh, who are their corners? Oh, Gilmore, fantastic. Yeah, Derby, a bit of a drop off last season, but started it well. Yeah, okay, I'm I'm with you on that. Corners are nice. Corners are nice. I think that's everything. Well, do you want to go through some Twitter questions? We amazingly at this time, <laughs> people. I think it's unbelievable. I think people are up because what? they're all sports fans. Yeah, maybe they're all going to watch the NBA, which starts in twenty minutes. So let's wrap this up. Well, no, no, let's let's rattle through these. So, so uh, well, so so here's my thing. I I kind of feel like we were going to do the beer bets today. So we were going to start taking the beer bet thing seriously, and actually we come up with some really good ideas for them, and some people have sent some in. Um, but I am going to suggest we hold off and work that into the next podcast because it's the off season and we don't have a lot of content. Well, we didn't think we'd have a lot of content, and then this happened. What? Then this being that we got Kelvin Beecham on. Yeah, we might get... I randomly dropped him a little DM, and, you know, he was like, yeah, I'll come on, literally right now. What a guy. And he put it on Facebook Live. Well, yeah, I guess so. And what are the chances we're both... Well, we're here all the time, actually, you and I. So the chances <laughs> of us both are here at the same time. When the weird guy on security comes upstairs and makes a joke about how it's like you live here, that's really upsetting. Yeah, that's very true. The weird overnight guy. Brian. Brian. Oh, Brian. You know what? He is he's, a, off, he's off on holiday to uh, north of Spain and north Portugal. Do you know about And uh, he said something along the lines of, so his ferry got cancelled, so he's now having to go to north France and ride down to north Spain on his motorbike. That first point was weird, because he doesn't look like the kind of guy who owns a motorbike. Then he, he also owns a moped. and maybe he's going to ride that all the way through france and then the second part is when he said to me um 
I'm going to be there for three weeks. Hopefully plenty of vino will flow and plenty of women as well. And I was like, oh, Brian, that's incredible. That's weird. Another little thing about Brian is he's a squirrel killer. What? He he is part of the red squirrel uh, repatriation to England. <laughs> repatriation? Is that what it's called? I don't know what it's called. Amazing. But he loves red squirrels and he hates the grey squirrel. And he is one of those guys that go around and at some point. kills grey squirrels because they're not native. They're American. Oh, don't tell him that we do this American... Uh, oh God. This, uh, this gritty iron show here. He'll really hate us. Uh, he really will. But that unbelievable the, the stuff that you find out about people, isn't it? Yeah, when you actually have a conversation with them, which I generally don't like to do. He also likes... Um, he likes uh, World War Two planes and military stuff. Right, you've had some real in-depth conversations with him. I'm more of a say hello to him at the front door, uh, maybe chat to him for like 30 seconds and then go, oh, got to pop upstairs and get some work done. Yeah, it's, yeah sometimes... I've been here a bit longer than you. That was very Norfolk, by the way. <laughs> yeah, well, we've been here a bit longer than you. <laughs> uh, uh, when I get tired, I forget that I need to not sound like I'm from Norwich. So I, <laughs> I end up, I end up uh, falling back into it. Look, we've had some great suggestions for the beer bets. First, QB, who who will be benched for performance reasons, not injuries. How many injured starters will the Cowboys have by week four? Brilliant. Uh, how long in minutes or plays before Romo goes out injured? Uh, <laughs> Most hyped-up preseason team that utterly failed to match expectations. I'm afraid this has to be has the Jags written all over it. Uh, I, I, mean, I don't we, think we Kelvin like, Beecham will agree with you, Niall D. Yeah, I, I think they're going to be amazing. Biggest season record turnaround, most rookie touchdowns. How many weeks before Carson Wentz is shoved into starting because Sam Bradford is kidnapped by angry Eagles fans and kept in a small apartment similar to the atrocious 1996 comedy Celtic Pride? Yep. Somebody sent us that in as a full question. Thanks, Rob. Uh, <laughs> division wow. winners from last season who'll miss out on the playoffs this time around. That feels like a more sensible and obvious one. So we'll address all of those questions on the next show. And who knows, we might even do that later this week. Maybe it'll be next week. We'll just oh, see. I'm, I'm too busy this week. OTAs are starting. I mean, the Eagles have started theirs. Not OTAs. Yes. No, mini camps. OTAs are next month. I've got to remember this stuff. Uh, mini camps are starting few this week most of them next week so hopefully some of the teams who we've uh, hit up for interviews will get back to us and we'll start to get in some of those as well so we'll do some beer bets on that and ting and everything ollie any final thoughts that you'd like to bring to the show i'm watching luther at the moment do you know what i've only ever watched two episodes of luther and i loved both episodes i watched but they were like disparate it's like Episode four from season one and episode two from season three or something. They might be on a plane. You must. Oh, I hate that on planes, don't you? Where they decide to have two episodes right in the middle. And what's the point if you haven't seen anything? Give me episodes one and two. I went on a plane once and they had a whole box set of, yes. of something. That's what you need on a plane. What are they doing? Somebody. Just uh, one or two. Oh, we just want to give you a taster. Off with your taste. Oh, time code that. Um, the uh, the plane coming back from the Super Bowl had popular American TV new TV series Blind Spot had the first two episodes of that on there. Um, I watched the first two episodes on the plane. I got hooked. I've watched every episode since. Oh, that's nice. I was gonna say. I thought you were gonna say. I haven't watched any. I got hooked. <laughs> haven't watched any since. Do you know what? Do you know what drop we have missed most today is the Jaguar Raw. Yeah, sounds a bit like as described by uh, as described by Fluffy SKG Chris. Your Jaguar raw drop sounds like that time Will Gavin belched into a mic on the old show a year or so ago. You may have said that on the last show that 
we did. I don't care. I'm a disgraceful human being. Um, and just to follow up, one other thing we came up with on our uh, on our previous show. Tony, Big T, one of our favourites, sent us in a tweet saying, redraft grades, because I was complaining about how I hate rating systems. Uh, I was saying how draft grades are absolutely nonsense. You can't judge it straight away. So I'm just going to read you a draft grade for the Seahawks class a few years ago. After one of the worst picks in the first round I can remember, the Seattle Seahawks can dra- didn't draft any positions of need for the future. Pete Carroll is proving why he didn't make it in the NFL the first time. Not only was Bruce Irvin a reach at 15, you know, an all-pro linebacker, the Seahawks proved they were oblivious to their madness by celebrating their selection. As if the day wasn't bad enough, Seattle selected Russell Wilson, a quarterback that doesn't fit their offense at all and was by far the worst First move of the draft. With the two worst moves of the draft, Seattle is the only team that receive an F on draft day. Who gave them this? This is uh, the top uh, guy at Bleacher Report, the top uh, oh, the man. top college guy. This was their team. That this was their draft that year. Bruce Irvin, Bobby Wagner, mm. Russell Wilson, amazing Robert Turner, yeah. and then in the sixth and seventh round they got Jeremy Lane still starting at quarterback and J.R. Sweezy still a rotation defensive end. Jeremy Lane at quarterback. At cornerback. Cornerback, right. Sorry. I, I, I don't know whether I said that right or you heard it wrong, but uh, either way, sorry. I'll say a bit of both. So, yeah, draft grades, ludicrous. Also, coming from uh, someone who writes for a website that you have to click through every single oh, bit. Oh, another thing I hate. What? Have we, have we got old? What? All we seem to have done is use this podcast to just get angry about I stuff. I think you'll find that other people find that really annoying as well. Because in this age of instant access information having to click through and then wait for it all to load up and then other bits popping around and then you've got to scroll down past an advert just do you know what i mean that's not getting old that's that's being progressive technology wise just pop studio six up for me again and i got still on air fantastic just checking (laughs) just making sure i'm doing my job uh so go check out our tour sportstraveltour.com Gridiron 16 to get your 10%, 5% for buying online now, so you get 15% off. Otherwise, thank you for listening to the show. Ollie, any final thoughts? No. Tweet us at talk, at talk Sports 2, I nearly said. That's the first time I've done that, and I imagine it won't be the last time ever. At Gridiron on Twitter. Rate us on iTunes, please, because really it makes a big difference to our position on the charts there. And um, thank you very much for listening. This has been the Gridiron Show. We'll let you back.